What you doing, Chief? Just looking up some ideas for the podcast topics on my phone. Cortana, who is Elon Sleesbagano? What was that? That's Cortana. She's an AI that lives in my phone and talks to me. Uh, she's kind of one of my best friends. Uh, okay, but why does she have to be naked? Hmm. I hadn't noticed. Second Galaxy Podcast. Did you know that Level Up and Loot Pets have the same theme as Loot Crate? What? Seriously? That's amazing. Yeah, you should know that, and I was not talking to you. Who are you talking to? Is there a force ghost behind me? Are there several force ghosts behind me? Yes, I'm talking to the force ghost behind you. Are they hot? Yeah. So yeah, those three products share the same theme, which as we've perhaps beaten to the ground is Galaxy. However... They may not feature the exact same franchises. Right. Uh, Loot Pets um, is featuring items from Firefly and Alien. And Level Up is pretty much entirely Force Awakens gear. And Loot Crate has some stuff from Halo 5 Guardians and Galaxy Quest in addition to Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Galactic. Yep. So we're going to dive back into what is full disclosure mostly but not totally going to be Star Wars chat. And talk with our special guest. But first, but first we're yeah. going to try a new segment a with very, yelling. Yes, a rant-filled segment. I hope you like it. I didn't. <laughs> Okay, I want to uh, introduce a new segment we're going to have here called the Duel of the Fates. Um Last episode, I talked about, like, I was asked which um, Star Wars character I could be, if I could be any Star Wars character, and I picked Qui-Gon, and my reasoning was basically that Qui-Gon lived during the era when, like, Jedi, Jedi weren't being, like, hunted down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Jedi Council, which I believe he was on. He was, like, a master, and, I mean, it was just, it was a good time to be a Jedi before everything just went to crap. So I was I was like, you know what? This would be great. You'd get the respect that you want. Yeah. And you could still like be a Jedi and do all the Force things. That seems fair to me. I also said that I thought the best fight in all of Star Wars, like the the new trilogy and the original trilogy, was the fight between Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul. Now, Adam Murray, our uh, our producer is here to mm-hmm. rant at me about this. So, everybody, welcome Adam Murray. Hey, I'm back. Okay, oh, so boy. first of all, I'm going to start this off with, I came over to your desk, and if there was a door to kick in, I would have kicked it in, like Dennis Hopper it was, and Blue It was a Velvet. nice parallel I would have kicked your I, door open. I, I got <laughs> mad about the Doctor Who thing. I came up to your desk and just got in your face and said, you're wrong, you're wrong, and did not give any... No context. No context. I just said, you're wrong, you're a bad person, you're wrong. Uh, first note, <laughs> it seemed fair on the Qui-Gon front. Uh, I've been thinking about it. Qui-Gon Jinn is the Star Wars equivalent of a climate change denier. Uh, because like you said, he lives in a great time. Everything's going great. Qui-Gon Jinn is one of the key points to why everything goes south in the Star Wars universe. Cause he disregards all the information he's given about Anakin doesn't listen, decides to still train him and then he gets murdered, but he didn't listen. They were like, you know what? Keep doing what you were doing anyway. Train this kid. And that leads to the complete downfall. 
And so you're not building a better future for your children and your children's children. Qui-Gon is basically that. So well, first he... of all, terrible person, dumb Jedi, dumb character, not a character at all. Wow. <laughs> if, if, if there's a test you can do of describe Qui-Gon without describing what he looks like what, and what he does. Just describe him as a character. I'm giving you. You want, you yeah. want me to no, do this? No, go ahead. Um, Describe okay, his it's been character. a while since I've seen The Phantom Menace, but uh, he is. He's honestly everything you just said. I mean, he's just. He's weirdly complacent about things, and he does make a lot of weird decisions. Some would say he, he was does... boring. Some would say he's a very boring character. He, okay. He, I The part <laughs> I like about him is he seems to. And I, I hate Jar Jar, but he wants to protect Jar Jar for some terrible reason he doesn't like to get there's him no destroyed. reason there's no reason to it it's almost like the script wasn't fully fleshed out no the script is terrible no, no one is it's almost like that. liam neeson didn't read the script before agreeing to do the movie probably yeah. no it's just he it didn't read the script he said <laughs> I yes i think he read the check yeah he read the check no but i mean that's like the those are the kind of characters that i like just like my favorite characters are like superman and the doctor like they go out and they help people regardless of pure hearted people about them. yeah but that doesn't no. That Qui Gon doesn't do that because he screws everyone over. Oh yeah, he I don't ruins deny everything. that he does. He ends up doing some. He terrible saved stuff, the life but... of one Gungan, the most hated character in the Star Wars. Yeah, universe. but I mean, like he just encounters this guy randomly, and he's like, "Okay, we have to help him." That's like the kind of character I enjoy. <sighs> There's a whole argument that we made about how awful of a character Qui Gon is. The Please fact... make it. That's why you're here. Well, right yeah. Now. Well, he's not a character. He's literally not a character. People say when they try to describe him, they say he's wise. He's not. He's not wise. First of all, because he relies on science, uh, as he, when he's talking to Anakin about how midi chlorians work, and he also doesn't listen to the Elder Council of Jedi. Well, I mean, they're frequently wrong about. Yes, things. a like lot of Mace Windu fre- is just an- angry. All but the, the time. fact that the <laughs> oldest one, Yoda, is like, mm, maybe don't. And That's I'm what not he the says only one. Everything though. He's like, I'm not the only one thinking this. When they this. find out about Everyone the Sith, else. he's just like, well, it's well, it's like hard four out of see. five dentists all, can all agree that chewing gum is better for your teeth. It's like if you listen to those four out of five dentists. It's Qui Gon. It's, it's like he's, people were He's taken, not a character. He's boring. This. He has no emotional connection with any characters. No one does in the prequels. No one has any emotional. And they, yeah, we're ta- I mean, what you're saying about him, you could say about almost every other character in the movie. Well, in the prequels, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But okay. when, but this is going to connect to this the fight. Okay. Yes. Okay. Please, please. Because the big thing is, you have Obi Wan who does majority of the film does nothing. He sits on a ship. Yeah. And watches a TV for the majority of Phantom Menace. He's the only good Padawan. He, That's sit, also he sits why on a chromed be... out ship oh in the middle of the desert, <laughs> which not subtle. First of all, it reflects sun like crazy because it's just straight chrome. So everyone knows where you are. That's all but he no does. No one cares because it's Tatooine. And no one. And there's no, there's no connection. It's it's said and not seen that Obi Wan and Qui Gon are close. It's never seen. It's said. Which it's like it's that rule of filmmaking. It's like show don't tell. Show don't tell. Yeah. And it's your when it comes down to the fight, which we're gonna get into the fight now. To say that the fight between Darth Maul and Obi Wan and Qui Gon is the best fight in Star Wars is a spit in the face to Irving Kirshner. God rest his soul. You... Irving Kirshner, I don't know who you are, but I'm sorry, I did not mean to spit in your face. Oh, get out! <laughs> get out of this room. <laughs> gonna break your microphone off and shove it down your throat irving kirshner directed empire strikes back i'm scared he also directed robocop too okay. uh but irving kirshner directed empire strikes back which is the best of all the star wars uh films we can all agree yeah 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 the fight between 
Luke and Vader in Empire Strikes Back is far and away a better fight than the fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. Mainly because, and we got into this before, emotional resonance in fights is definitely something you need. Yeah. It's something you need. There's none of that in the Phantom Menace duel. There's zero. Because you have these characters who, also, if you watch that fight, you you say it comes from the standpoint of it's a well-choreographed fight. Yeah. It's acrobatical. It's acrobat. But if you go back and watch it, it is the way you make that fight better is you give Darth Maul a one-bladed lightsaber. But it's so cool that he has a two-bladed But there's lightsaber. no point to it. There's no point to it. And yeah, it's cool, but there's no point. I really wish that he could like split it in half to be like two one-bladed mm. lightsabers. That would Even be awesome. that would be better. But if you watch that fight, Obi-Wan, who is basically the second fiddle through the fight because it's mainly Darth Maul dueling with Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan is mostly behind Darth Maul the whole time. Yeah. You can watch it. There are just complete unnecessary swings and misses that Obi-Wan is having. So no, it's not a well-choreographed fight. There are complete misses that you're like, why would you swing that high? Why do you swing that low? This doesn't make sense. And there's just times where he just full-on misses with a, with a saber and doesn't hit anything. And it happens frequently. And then there's a point where Darth Maul jumps backwards and spins his saber needlessly, like in a mocking way. Like, just cool. <laughs> no, you're in the middle of a duel for your life with two, with two Jedi. Although uh, one sucks and keeps whiffing. Yes, so. yeah. one sucks and keeps whiffing. And then also... When they get closer together, there's parts where you're like, oh, Qui-Gon's going to hit Obi-Wan. If you go back and watch and you break down that fight, they're very sloppy. The fight is incredibly sloppy. So okay, I need to rewatch this. From a, from a choreography standpoint, there are much better films that do – are not there are much better films, first of all, uh, <laughs> yes, that do much better things yeah. Kill Bill, <laughs> any sword fight scene in Kill Bill Volume 1. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely better sword fights. That, I'm not going to say this is the best sword fight yeah, I've ever well, seen. Well, it just – it like that the fight scene from Rob Roy Princess Bride, like like I'm definitely hoping yes. for much better lightsaber fights in the Force Awakens. Yeah, but uh, it's there's no emotional connection to anything that happens in that fight. It's literally just someone shooting a confetti cannon on screen. It's the equivalent saying, like, of that. the other fights in like um, the other Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. like the original trilogy at least. Um, the Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight mm-hmm. is they hit their lightsabers together twice and then Obi-Wan turns into a cloak. Yes. And, well, that's um, also you're dealing with Alec Guinness, who is a very old drunk yeah, man Yeah, okay. The and then um, the the first um, Luke Vader fight. Which is fantastic. They... It's it's pretty much just Luke walking backwards a lot. Well, yeah. Like, because it's a very slow fight. Because he's intimidated and because he's outmatched. It's an amazing scene. Which is shown by him losing his hand. It's an amazing scene. Yeah. But I don't think it's an interesting fight. Why? Go on. Like, I just don't think it's, like, visually interesting. Yeah. I I think it's an amazing scene. It's got great emotional resonance. And, of course, it's iconic. There's, Mm. but, I mean. And it's also shot better. It's shot better than the fight in Phantom Menace. Okay. The cinematography. Go back. There. There's, I haven't watched it in a while. The cinematography for that, every frame in that scene is fantastic. It, it's 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 like a every scene is like a pho- photograph in that I'm, fight. I'm not saying like it's not a well shot yeah. scene. I'm saying that it's just like it's not in like in terms of the fight itself, it's not interesting to watch. I think you're wrong because that it, it builds so much because it's been it's been what you've been waiting for this whole time to happen in these movies, and they mm-hmm. finally meet. It's their first meeting together, and that's when yeah. they finally connect. 
And then it leads to the big reveal, and, and it shows you, oh, Luke is very unmatched and how powerful Vader is, which gives you so much of a payoff when it comes to Jedi, which is another amazing lightsaber fight scene, when Luke just snaps, when Luke just lets loose, which is what it was building to the whole time. It, it's To have well-choreographed fights is one thing. The fight in Phantom Menace is not. If even if you're if you're gonna have a poorly choreographed fight scene, at least let it be like emotionally resonant. Like there's the scene in Rashomon between uh, the sword fight scene in Rashomon. Have you ever seen Rashomon? I have not. Have you ever seen Rashomon? Yeah. Between the bandit and, and the samurai, yeah. that fight scene is fantastic, and it's a sloppy, mm. dragged out fight scene, but it has an emotional response to it. I just so want to see I'm a Star Wars though, fight scene that's like the raid. That's like what you I guys want. are like you're more about the fight itself. And not really it moving the story forward or doing like, any I kind care of character about stuff. story and dialogue massively. No, I know you do, but I'm but... saying you're thinking of it as a fight. As yeah. a fight. Yeah, I'm thinking of it as just Whereas something that's like you're more visually interesting about to watch. Story. I think and... there needs to be an intersection of the two because I like there's a movie. Like, Ideally, of course, yeah. there would be. Well, it's like you can watch like SPL, which is a great like martial arts movie, and there's great fight scenes in that. Or you can watch like oh Troy, which doesn't have that much emotional resonance, but like the but Hector. that is amazing fight scene. Yeah. Like, those are amazing fight scenes, but I think to make a really great fight scene that stands out, you have to have both the skill and the st- and the story there crossing together, which, I, which Empire has. Because you can say it's slower than Phantom Menace. Everyone knows that. But it's also you're dealing with a large, lumbering man who is 70% robot now. Uh, That's fair. Who is over? Who is using not just his lightsaber skills, but also his force skills, uh, to, to pretty much uh, try to kill his son. I want to see lightsaber <laughs> fights like I saw in like the video game, The Force Unleashed. Oh yeah, we. All... I want to see people go nuts. Mm-hmm. It it oh, God. It's just to, when you said that it's a better fight scene than the best fight scene. You, I said Empire is. You said no. I was going to throttle you at your desk. <laughs> I Let wish me just I'd say, been there. Empire is a much better movie. Yeah. Significantly better. Yeah. But by a wide margin. Let us I let us know in it's... the let us know in the comments <laughs> where it stands. Empire, the fight scene in Empire between Luke and Vader is the best lightsaber battle of the current movies. Maybe maybe the one that comes out, maybe Force Awakens, the between. I'm Finn really and, hoping. I'm really hoping. Maybe it's that's the new one. But currently it has it has the emotional resonance. It it has it drives the story along. It's when Qui Gon dies. There's nothing. You feel nothing, because he's a stupid man who deserved it. <laughs> he's a dumb, dumb, boring I, man. I felt something when Darth Maul died. Well, he doesn't die. He gets spider legs. Well, yeah, but you don't see that in the movie. <laughs> you no. don't know yeah. that. Yeah. We talked about this like on the last mm-hmm. episode. I think of uh, just when he dies. I was like, oh, you're such a cool the looking other, character. The mm-hmm. other thing about that fight scene is loaded with. Uh, just poorly plotted out story, and like they, George Lucas forgot things he wrote in the beginning of the movie that he doesn't use at the end of the movie. I'm not gonna ever defend him as a writer. At the beginning of the film, <laughs> when Obi Wan and Qui Gon are on the ship, and the droid cars come rolling towards them, the destroyer droids, and start shooting at them, they force run away. They, 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 they blur run away. They force run. That whole laser gate closing sequence, which keeps Obi-Wan away from helping Qui-Gon fight Darth Maul, maybe a good time to use your force run, you know, like you did at the beginning of the movie. And then he wouldn't be dead. You're both dumb. 
I'm glad your legs are asleep from staying on that ship all day. Jeez. Qui-Gon right. deserved it. He got what was coming to him. And on that note. Yeah. <laughs> so leave a message in the comments which spicy wow. you think is better. Or email us. Or yeah. email us. Luke has and tell Luke me that I'm right. <laughs> because I am. Yeah, only contact us if you agree with Adam. Yeah, yes. if you agree with Ash, don't send anything. And maybe reconsider your life. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to play a game. This is another new segment. We're going nuts with the new segments. It's a very exciting time. Yeah, I made a game for you. It's like that game people play called Mary Bleep Kill, but I used the force to Star Wars it up. So it's called Secretly Mary, Force Choke, or Order 66. Force Choke is, uh, I assume, a, a euphemism. euphemism. <laughs> okay. So I'll say three names. And you'll say which of the three you would secretly marry, force choke, or carry out Order 66 on. Should I explain those? Order or 66 is um, <laughs> when uh, the, in the, uh, what was it called? Revenge of the Sith? No. I don't know. It was the one know. where they all died. Yeah. Okay. So the, uh, the <laughs> clone the... troopers shot all the Yeah, it was the Jedi. order to kill Jedi. And secretly and... marry is Padme and yes. Anakin. Okay. And force choke is... speaks for itself. Yes. <laughs> okay. Padme, Leia, Ray. Um secretly Mary, I'm gonna give to Leia. Okay. Um Is it because Carrie Fisher is amazing? Yeah, she's just hilarious and awesome. Uh I'm going to have to order sixty six Padme. Fair. And secretly Mary, I'd say Ray. I don't know wait. No, you already um, secretly made. Oh, force joke, force I guess, Ray. Yep. I'm going to force joke Ray. It <laughs> sounds so wrong. I know. I'm amused. <laughs> okay. Good Anakin, Stumpy Anakin, Force Ghost Anakin. Original Force Ghost or like re... Either Your choice. Yeah. I'm going to go choice. with original. Fine. Um, I'm going to order 66 Good Anakin. Because just he's terrible. Um, okay. I guess, I guess I'm gonna secretly marry Force Ghost because that would be cool. It's a ghost. Yeah, I'm married to a ghost. Heck yeah. I have to force choke Stumpy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, every part of that sounds wrong. I have a visual. Mm. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. R two D two, C three P O B B eight. Um, I guess I'm going to secretly marry, uh, C-3PO. What? Protocol droid. He's, you know, he's solid. He's, he's doing stuff for me. I assume he's going to translate languages. Be very useful to have around. All right. Um, I want to, I want to order 66 BB-8 because I don't think he's earned the acclaim. Whoa. Controversial. I guess I'm going to force choke R2-D2. Wow. Yeah. Sexy little trash guy that he is. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. no, that's good. I have several more, but I think maybe maybe we've done enough here. <laughs> done enough damage to people. <laughs> yeah, sorry everybody. <laughs> Today we have with us one Mr. Mikey Petralia. 
Is that close right? enough. Close enough. Who it. is a product marketing manager here at Loot Crate? Welcome. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Oh, not welcome, but <laughs> thanks for having me. You know words. So, what does a product marketing manager do here? Uh, I am the go-between between marketing and product. So, when there's a new thing coming out, like the anime crate or the pet crate or anything else. Instead of them having to scramble and work with the entire marketing team, I'm in all the meetings. I figure out everything that needs to get done, and then I delegate. I'm middle management. It's awesome. Nice. That's why you're in all those meetings? Yeah, that's why I'm in every meeting. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> having to just keep track of everything. Timelines, all that stuff. It's fun. My brain hurts a lot. I've been in meetings with you for nine months, and I never knew that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. I think I just sit there for fun. I got I nothing know. else to do. I'm just going to go sit in a meeting in the same conference room for Sometimes four hours Sometimes you give straight. me things to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I know about I just your never job. put it together. Yeah. I don't execute. <laughs> I just make other people do things. Nice. Uh, you're one of the Loot Crate OGs, though. Like Hell You've been yeah. here for a while. What's it been like to watch all like the changes and growth? It's weird. So, <clears throat> directly with growth... I was the entire department at first, so I did emails and influencer stuff and mm -hmm. Facebook ads and all that, and then slowly people started coming in. It's like, cool, I don't have to do that now or that, and then it became, I don't, okay, I guess I'm just going to tell people what to do at this point because I have like that historical knowledge of what needs to get done and how we've done it in the past, which it used to be real, like renegade like we're just gonna do this we're gonna make a facebook ad and put it out there and see what happens and now it's like no there's structure and form and it's got to go through people and approvals it's weird yeah i mean do you wish for the old days sometimes sometimes because i could just get things done it was nice to be able to like i'm gonna run this ad and it's like hit go and now it's like no we need like a designer to create the ad and the copywriters need to write the ad and then i need to get it submitted to facebook and the team needs to put it up and all that stuff I mean, if you'd prefer, we could not write these. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I skip you guys and just write it myself. Nice. Not because I don't trust your words. No, just no, no. Hmm. I'm just going to damage done. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. No, it's fine. I mean, after this, you're dead to us, but whatever. So we're talking to you in December because you're a big Star Wars fan, but what are your other fandoms? Um, it's really, st I mean, Star Wars is like the baseline for everything. And like then that's pizza and donuts. Then pizza and donuts. But yes. I mean, that's not a fandom. That's just gluttony. Um, I don't know. Metal Gear Solid's probably my second one. Really? Yeah. When it comes to like, just like if I had to move over to the gaming side, it'd be Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Because and it's hard because Star Wars does go everywhere. Yes. So like Star Wars comics and Star Wars video games, like the new Battlefront is amazing. Even though people say it's not enough content. Don't care. Super fun to play. Just have a great time. Looks great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty general with my nerddom. Like, Star Wars is the one I get super hardcore into, and then everything else is pretty high level. But I do like it all. I do know that you really like Trigun. That's my favorite anime. <laughs> That's the best anime in the world, in my opinion. I do enjoy it. Like I have seen all of Trigun, which is, is rare for me when it comes to anime. It's it's one of those anime series, too, that's not super long and drawn out. Yeah. like It gets to the point. Every episode has like beginning, middle, and end. It doesn't go super crazy. There's a couple episodes that are like are two parts, and that's about it. The ending really caught me off guard, though. I it's, wasn't sure what to do. With it's that. got just enough crazy action where you're like, "What the hell? Okay, that happened. His arm blew up and turned into a giant cannon. Sweet." It's just sitting there after like it ended, and I was like, "Are they trees?" <laughs> yeah, man. It's like Lord of the Rings. 
I guess I could say Lord of the Rings is my second biggest fandom. Okay. And not like the actual Lord of the Rings books, but the Silmarillion. No. So I prefer like the almost Bible-esque version of the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Nice. With I don't trees. even know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, uh, do you want to try to go there's, on a 45-minute And there's things called I the Maiar. Yeah. It's very wow. strange. It basically right. is the Bible, and like the first part of it is like, and then he created earth and light, and there was a oh. song and angels, but they're not called angels, they're called Maiar and stuff like that. That sounds hideous. It's really good, though. Why? I don't know. It okay. is amazing. Well, my dad's really into the Lord of the Rings, so I'm not. All right. Yeah. That's how my daddy issues manifest. <laughs> I reject the Lord of the Rings. My dad's really into financial responsibility, so I'm not. <laughs> well, my dad's also really into like comic books and stuff, and I didn't skip that. It's literally just Lord of the Rings. I'm like, no. No, thank you, Dad. Take that. So I like it. Yeah. But I'm just not like super in-depth into it. Like I've never read The Cimmerillion. You should, at least once. At least give it 75%. Because that's about every time I reread it, that's about as far as I get. Because then it's like, I, I've read these long, drawn-out names with all these weird connections too many times. I don't need to keep going. Nice. Basically, I get until man becomes the more prominent character that I don't care anymore. When it's more heavily elves and dwarves and all the angels fighting and the whole earth gets like changed in shape, then I'm done. Nice. Talk to me about bacon. My dog? Or the food? Either yes. or, yes. Okay, so I, I eat bacon. Okay. Uh, Your I've, dog? No, the food, oh, oh, the pork product. Got it, got it. Uh, I like, it's delicious, as most people agree with me probably. I would hope um, so. Now my dog, um, I didn't name him Bacon. That's the fun part. We adopted him at, at 10 years old because his other family was terrible. Um, and he came with the name Bacon. So my girlfriend showed me, hey, we, there's this dog up we can foster. His name is Bacon. I was like, sign me up. I don't even care what it is. Just take the dog. His name's Bacon. And he's just a little 10-year-old old Brussels Griffon. He just likes to cuddle and hang out. And I thought he was a puppy because he's, like, small. He's yeah. tiny. He's only, like, nine pounds. But, yeah, he is the chillest, coolest little dog that is named Bacon. So they were terrible, but they gave him a great name. Yeah. And that's they had it. him for 10 years, and then they had a third kid, and they're like, can't have the dog anymore. Let's give him up. And That I'm is like, terrible. No, why? Yeah, why that's... would you do that? They also didn't take him to the vet for five years, oh. and he had double eye infections and double ear infections. So I got to take that responsibility on right away. Wow. I mean, at least he's getting cared for now. Yeah, he's yeah. good. No, that's, that's nice, but all right. So uh, speaking of dogs, we have a dog-friendly work environment here, which I've gotten used to, but I'm going to admit I hated it at first. <laughs> like, I just... It's like my favorite thing. I know. Well, you and I are very different, Ash. Yeah. It just, um, yeah, I, I really didn't like it. I still have days where I'm like, there's too many dogs here, you guys. I have days when I'm like, there's not enough dogs. Now, I know it, you do. Is it you don't like the dogs or you don't like the owners of the dogs because of how they let the dogs just kind of roam sometimes like, and don't take responsibility? Yeah, both. Like uh, a few months ago, you could you would sometimes just have dogs like wandering, like just kicking it. And you'd be like, whose dog is this? That was like the best thing because I'd just be no. sitting around writing stuff and I'd be like, Oh, a oh, tiny visitor. <laughs> well, also, all because I don't like dogs, they love me. Oh, yeah. So there's that. So they're always coming at me like, hey, you're You cool. need to be my like, friend now, no. please. Please. No, thank you. And that's why I don't like dogs. They're too eager. That's why I like them. Yeah, exactly. It's like the opposite can... of my personality. <laughs> like, I'm basically a cat. I'm a human cat 
So I need a dog around. You do need my shoulders awkwardly in the office sometimes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So anyway, but you like it. You like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Do you, you used to bring your dog? I used to bring my dogs, but since we've had to move around so much, there's no easy oh, way to no, like pen yeah. them in because I like to pen them in. Yes. Because they will scrumble about and find things and get in places. And I, I don't like that. I like having them near me. I see. That's good. That's a responsible dog owner. Yeah. I've had dogs my entire life. I know how a dog should be like treated. Well, okay. You're one of the good ones. I try. Uh, well, moving back into Star Wars for yeah. a second, uh, which Star Wars movie is your favorite and why? Movie? <clears throat> it's really typical. It's, it's Empire Strikes Back. It's, it's like perfect in in its pacing and what happens in it and the cliffhanger and all it's it's yeah that's like the pinnacle of all of them and then return of the jedi and then new hope and then uh revenge of the sith and then uh attack of the clones and then the one we don't talk about you like attack of the clones more than phantom Phantom menace Menace? yeah huh (laughs) i just wow the attack of the clones has more plot development in it in my opinion of like the sith revealed and all this evil stuff that's going on and the awesome yoda fight and stuff like that i hate that yoda fight. why do you hate the yoda fight stupid but it shows how (laughs) rad yoda is he's hopping around little nimbly bimbly Mm -mm. because just a few i'm sorry let's let's backtrack to the word that you just used (laughs) nimbly bimbly yes (laughs) what about it that is amazing i'm going to use that from now on i can't take credit for it it is a david cross reference Okay, I accept that. Continue. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Because he's like, oh, this old wizened hobbled thing later. Like, not that much later. Yeah. But here he's like, Mr. Acrobatics flipping around. So Yoda is like 900 years right, old. Right, that's what I'm saying to you. But he still is like one so of the best the doctor Jedi from doctor. ever. N-O. You don't need no cane if you can do all them flippy flops. No, he needs the cane to give the presence of like, oh, I'm weak because you never expect him to then nimbly so bimbly around the place and just cut your head off. So or you're something. saying he's fronting? Yeah. Jedi's aren't supposed to front. Or he like, <laughs> he like, get a weapon. Or here. normally he is all weak and stuff, and he just like for that situation had to like Mm-mm. bring all the force powers no. in so that he could. Not like that. Defeat this enemy. I know. Against it. Because you see how tired he is afterwards. I could try to like force lift up that giant pile, and those are gonna fall on whiny Anakin. He had to like he was like drained afterwards. I don't know. When it comes to the prequels, I would rather take Jar Jar than That's un American, sir. The Anakin and Padme love story. Just I blocked that out. That is so what do you mean? horrible. It's the most perfectly realized mm-hmm. emotional love story. Damn, just the monologue ever about Sam. Committed to <laughs> just, bits. No. Can't do it. I can't. Because nope. it's not believable at all? Is that why? I mean, not only is it just not believable, but it's just like the most painfully wooden acting yeah. I've ever seen. Well, it's also like, it's pretty telegraphed to where like, you know they have to fall in love and you know that she has to get pregnant and you know that she has to have She twins. doesn't seem to actually like him at all, no. ever. No, uh-huh. not at all. But you just know it's going to happen. So, like, you're, like, just watching it knowing, like, okay, she has to fall in love with him. They have to do all this stuff. He's got to clearly have 
been breaking these Jedi rules where you're not allowed to have like a companion and get married and all that stuff. So it's just, it's so telegraphed because it's a prequel that it's not delivered in a fun, unique way. So you're just like, I need to, you, you, you know, the beats they have to hit and they're hitting them so flat face that it's, it's pointless. It's part of the reason I subscribe to the whole Darth Darth Binks theory. I mean, I think that there has be to be some kind of like influence going on there because it just it just feels way too forced. Pun trying to have a fun, well, they're trying to have a, a fun CG character that's not at all racist <laughs> in tone. Um, okay, so we covered which Star Wars movies are your least favorite. We did. So. Uh, is there anything in Star Wars universe you wish had never happened besides Jar Jar? Oh, killing uh, Chewbacca. So, okay. Um, it's uh, Star- like, did I miss something? <laughs> non, na- the now non-canon expanded universe novels at the start of the Young Jedi Knight series, which is the one I was talking about earlier when they yeah. have the uh, extra galactic aliens come, they use in Vong. Um, the first book, uh, Vector Prime, I believe it's called, uh, they have, this. they find out that one of the planets, um, there's something on it that's dragging the moon down to crash onto it and so they ha- it's han with the falcon with chewy and they're trying to rescue all these like uh, refugees and stuff like that off the planet and like the timing gets close and the moon crashes into the planet and there's not enough time to pull chewbacca out and he dies and it how is there not enough time to pull chewbacca out i know because star wars if it was if it was star trek they would have teleported him out but star wars more realistic no teleporters um and so it's it it like affected me for a while after Aww. reading it and i was just like how do you just right away kill chewbacca but and he's doesn't come back they don't like retcon a man or anything weird like that he is dead there is no chewbacca and the way they write the rest of the books of how much it's affected han solo is amazing like he is a broken person well that's probably why they did it yeah but i mean <laughs> do you really have to kill chewbacca of anybody to kill what if they do that? What if they do that in the movie? Like the new movie? I don't know if I could deal with I that. I don't know. I... Really? Will you be broken if Chewbacca dies? I'll be a little sad. Yeah. That's the, where I actually have a death question coming up. So let's awesome. table this for now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with Jackson, the big green bunny from the Marvel comics? No. Star Wars. Well, I'm, I have some pictures. <laughs> oh, God. He's a big green bunny? Boom. Amazing. Oh wait, I have seen. I mean, I've seen this online. Why? Uh, what is his race? Uh, they gave him some kind of like bunny. rabbity sounding. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I find it amusing, and he looks like Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there he is. What is? I mean, obviously he, George he had... Lucas didn't create that, but what is the no. obsession with like oversized? regular animals how are the duck this well you know marvel has recently had a renaissance so let's celebrate them for that and let's just pretend this never happened no i really like this actually this is actually a recent cover where they he's like he's like the grinch bugs bunny he does well he is a a homage to bugs bunny actually (gasps) his name is like because bugs bunny used to always call everybody jackson not doc well that too okay well, I think Doc would be a weird name for a giant green Star Wars bunny. Yeah. I feel like it would be too on the nose. <laughs> his yeah, name was him. Doc. Yeah. His little wig- little... Does his nose wiggle when danger's near? I hope. That's his force <laughs> power? But he does. He he uh, 
he he ran with Han. Like before Chewie, so he's like a smuggler. He's like a smuggler, yeah. Huh. No. Mm-hmm. He's also got the most ridiculous costume. It's red, yeah, bright. It's like a Flash Gordon type. It he does a, look like a Looney Tunes yeah. character. Yes. Well, yeah. this is still from when Star Wars was for kids. Yeah. So never been for kids. It's always been for kids. It's still for kids. It's still for kids. No, these oh, new, these new, geez. the Force Awakens will not be for kids. It's clearly I for mean, kids. I mean, what is what is your hope for the Force Awakens? Like, what are you? I'm just hoping, hoping it's. I, I'm just hoping it's going to be good. Okay. Because this will be my first experience. So, like the prequels, yeah, I saw them at midnight and all that stuff. But I feel like this is more of like I'm the same age as people who like the original Star Wars got to see it kind of thing. Maybe a little bit older. I'm 30, so it's it's I could be off. But like I'm gonna have that same love and passion for seeing it in the theaters, and come out with like a completely different mindset and realization about life for some reason. I don't know. I have really high hopes for it. What? It could be terrible. It can <laughs> it can just happening? be anything I've seen in the trailers repeated four times in a row, and I'd probably still be okay. Okay. If they keep that weird like slow piano thing they had from like the final trailer, as oh, like yeah. all the background music, I'll be happy. I don't like I'm good think with this. they're going to do that. I'm hoping for it. That's though. trailer music, bro. I like trailer music. <laughs> What's wrong with trailer music? Nothing. I'm just All saying right. that trailers do something different than movies do. Like give yes. the entire plot of the movie away, like the Superman v. Batman one? We're not talking about that. All I'm right. super bummed out about <laughs> yeah, that. I, I couldn't have been more mad. Like, I oh, was, cool. Thanks for giving me the entire movie. I was so excited about that movie, even though what? Man of Steel just upset me to so high a degree and just that trailer killed everything for well, me well you didn't like she with you i thought she was with you <laughs> i don't know i don't even care they could have shown wonder woman that's not a problem the problem is showing doomsday Every, that was like Terrible, the one thing that like, people weird, thought was gonna happen and maybe doomsday, new, but it just, never mm-hmm. even like it had never been presented mm-hmm. it was like when jj abrams talked about like there's no uh con in this star wars <laughs> film and star trek film yeah and it's like oh yeah which is like we all knew he was con but then like having that moment of like he says his name it's con it we was still cool so many things i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay I get passionate about things no but i'm um, just oh, batman v superman why yeah why are you doing this to me already eisenberg am i right a plus. I mean, I'm still gonna see it. I'm still yeah, gonna see I'm it day one. See it. But uh, comes out the day before my birthday. I have to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna see it. I'm gonna abstain just like I did for Man of Steel. <laughs> I can't even watch it on cable. I just can't do it. I didn't I mind won't. Man of Steel. I like. It. I will defend a Superman movie other than the Christopher Reeves ones because I can't stand those. What? You're just wrong. I know. <laughs> I know I'm wrong, and I'm fine with my wrong opinion. That's okay. Superman two is one of the greatest movies ever made. I is it just too just, corny for you? Is that yeah, a little bit. That's Superman. That's like Silver yeah, I know, he corny. is super corny. And like Superman Returns when like Lois Lane and the kid weren't on screen, that was Superman. <laughs> he was still like when he was like ran around with Clark Kent, he was super goofy and I loved that. <laughs> it just made me so happy. And the plane scene and like no. him saving the city, that was great to my, me. My biggest issue with Superman movies has always been he's because they also didn't have the technology back then and they also did it with Superman Returns is there was never so widespread destruction that it it fit because it's always like oh are you going to fight Lex Luthor again and have to outwit him again like 
it's a Superman movie. Have you ever read a Superman comic book? Things are just leveled constantly. No. Buildings all no. the time. So when Man of Steel came out, he actually had a real fight where they just wrecked everything. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Superman going toe-to-toe with somebody. So that's why I have Batman v Superman I'm kind of excited for because if they actually fight Doomsday, it's going to be rad. But I didn't need to know about Doomsday ahead of time. Well, they're I mean, definitely okay. going to fight Doomsday. Yeah. What if- but, I mean, okay, Man of Steel, I will say, just just as my last word on this because I will get super worked out about, worked up about this. I want you to, but okay. I don't want to rant. I really don't. Okay. Um, just if I'd seen that movie like on mute, it would have been one of the greatest cinematic experiences of my life because <laughs> it's a visual masterpiece. Like yeah. everything except for like the church scene is beautifully yeah. shot. Mm. But just uh, the dialogue and the characterization was just so far off, especially for John Kent. <laughs> And Superman just like getting mad and literally punching Zod right into the center of Smallville made no sense. Just, I just, I can't, I can't. He can't, he won't. But at least he punched something hard and it wasn't just like a person or a car. Superman stories aren't about punching things because if it was just about him fighting villains he could go toe to toe with, it would be the most boring, repetitive thing in the world. Well, yeah, but they've never really shown a good fight before. Not on, like, It's usually film, him no. having to lift something heavy and move it out of the way. But, like, Superman is supposed to be just about, like, our lives, but larger. Like, his dog is Crypto. Like, when yeah. he goes to walk his dog, he walks him around, like, the solar system. <laughs> like, Superman is supposed to... He's supposed to deal with the fact that he is, like, basically all-powerful. And he's not punching everything into oblivion. Yeah. And I mean, just like Batman v Superman again, like, I mean, um, Man of Steel, just the best display of Kryptonian powers that I've ever seen, especially like super speed. But that's not what he's about. <laughs> like he destroyed a man's livelihood. He dropped his truck through like a, <laughs> like an electric pole. But you know, he came back and probably delivered another one or something like that. Uh, he probably didn't. No. <laughs> anyway, we'll just. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> okay. So back to Star Wars. They're probably going to kill someone off in the force awakens because jj abrams loves that yeah yes han solo or no. han solo i think it's gonna be han solo well now i'm thinking it's gonna be chewy <laughs> i mean it could be chewy it could also be leia could be leia i hope it's not leia because like the uh the recent interviews with uh carrie fisher are the most hilarious things i've ever well, seen she great. doesn't give a yeah. crap and it's amazing yeah, she's uh she's old school and she's amazing. Yeah. So you don't want to speculate. I'm going to I mean, I'm Luke? not going to I'm mm, no, they're not going to kill off Luke. Uh because nerds will riot if you kill Luke. But I mean, like those theaters that it like the midnight screenings people are at if that happens, there will be nothing left in that theater. First of all, that sounds like the best thing that would ever happen in my lifetime and I want that to be true. <laughs> I want to see a headline that's just a nerds yeah, riot. Yeah, nerds riot. Nerd uprising. Midnight showing. Except aren't they doing like 7 p.m. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think that would be incredible. But, I mean, they've got to die because guess what? They're going to die. (laughs) Like These folks are not going to be around around that much longer. Sorry, folks. Harrison Ford has already had like a plane crash. (laughs) And a door fall on him. And break his freaking leg. He's broken both legs. Kind of amazing. Yeah. But. He's still joking around about it. He's got to run out. Well, but he also is kind of not super keen on doing the movies. Yeah. The way the others are. Yeah. So that's why I think it's him. Honestly, that's why. Because I think 
He'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm peacing out. He's going to get shot by Greedo's son. <laughs> I think he's going to sacrifice himself. Shoot first this. And then just like for blows him away. Fun Star Wars thing. Ray and Finn's last names are being kept kind of secret right now. And Kylo Ren is not actually like the, the dude's name. It's just a flashy stage name. Like oh, so Darth it's like, Vader. It's like, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a Sith name. So um, do you want to speculate about the characters' relationships to the original characters? Okay. It's okay if you don't want to do that to yourself, but... Finn is John Boyega? Yeah. Okay. Not related to anybody. I think he's somehow related to Darth Vader because they are both out of breath (laughs) all the time. I think they're all related. Just because they have asthma, man, doesn't mean anything. (laughs) I think they're all brothers and sisters. I think they're all Han's kids. I do. Although they could be cousins. I would buy that one of them is uh, Luke's. Okay. I could see... Well, um, what's her face? Um, Ray. Ray. I still don't know all the names down yet because it's they're so all weird and different. Um, she looks so much like Padme that she's got to be she, a direct descendant. She could be Luke's kid, or she could be Han and Leia's kid. Yep. Um, and I think, and then Kylo could be Luke's kid from some weird situation. But also, from some weird situation. Well, because I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. How long is Force Awakens after Jedi? Uh, I don't know. I would assume forty years or something. Like at least twenty. Twenty probably. years. Okay, so maybe they're all twenty-year-olds. Something like that. So that could make 30. sense. Twenty-five-year-old. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that I mean, makes sense. They they could all be someone's kid or a mix of kids and stuff like that. But... I think they have to be because the saga's always been about a family line. Yeah. They've some somebody in the up in there is a Skywalker. Uh, if anything, it's it's uh, Ray. Ray is definitely someone's oh, kid. Oh, show. The the other ones, eh, not so much. But she's definitely related to somebody, either Leia or Luke. What about Poe? Poe Dameron. No, nah, man. We know his last name, so he's yeah. not nobody. Poe po is his last name. Poe is this is is this new trilogy's Han. Uh, no, um, Wedge Antilles, who never got the fame and 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 never got the fame he deserved. Who's the Han? Finn. Yeah, probably. Mm. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Because he's like. And Ray is Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Finn is definitely like rough and tumble. But oh, but the opposite of of Han, where he like clearly wants to use a lightsaber and uses it. He does, but he was on the bad side, and now he's good, which yeah, is Hanish. Exactly. Hanish. Hanish. Hanishka. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hanishka, everyone. <laughs> All right then. Well, I think we are done. Unless there's anything you want to say to the looters. I talk to them enough all the time. <laughs> so many years I've had them do videos and talk to them and be at shows. They don't need to hear from me anymore. That's fair. There's new blood. I'm Han. Like, just. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Things happen. We're Stories old. are all true. Yeah. You Anything you can think about, Luke Crate's real. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go fly my ship now. Nice. Uh, or anything else? Any Star Wars thing you have to say? No, I no. got I got nothing else on Star Wars. Okay, That's I mean fair. I could literally go on the entire Yuuzhan Vong trilogy and all the kids and things like that, but I, I won't go. The who it. what? Han and Leia's kids. I have three oh, kids: yeah, Jason, yeah. Jaina, and Anakin. And Anakin dies. And all Anakin. Kind of stuff. Yeah, he names. Mean, obviously, something bad's gonna happen to him. Yeah, that's not a. He becomes super badass. 
during the fight. He there's there's like a page and a half battle kind of thing in in, in description, and it's I want to see that fight just shot because it would be amazing. It's like the way they describe it is like his uh, Jason and Jane are watching it. Or he's like a blur fighting all these mm-hmm. Yuuzhan Vong warriors and stuff like that who you can't sense in the force, so you have to like detect them by their. Blank by their blankness, kind of thing. Like their their lack of the force is how you can tell where they are. That's how Superman found Lex Luthor, because he was in a lead bunker. Mm-hmm. He was like, "It's the one thing I can't wah, see." Wah. <laughs> that seems easy. Yeah, use the negative space. <laughs> the designers are all happy. Luke, use the negative space in your photography. Okay. <laughs> well, Ben, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is the end of our second Galaxy podcast, and the last podcast of the year. Time flies when you're wearing headphones and talking about Kit Fisto, except we didn't talk about Kit Fisto, so I'll say, time flies when you're wearing headphones and talking about Elon Slee's Bagno. <laughs> we'd, uh, we'd like to thank Mikey Petralia for his Jedi Council-level Star Wars discourse. Uh, Adam Quagonzo Murray, hope you enjoy that. Uh, for having more opinions than is absolutely necessary. And Alex Steen for being our production Yoda. Without him, we wouldn't have any equipment and we'd still be sitting in the lunchroom pretending to podcast. Thanks also. Nope, Danny Snow's not on this. Thanks to Danny Snow for just being a pal. Yeah, just thanks, Danny, for being <laughs> out there. And Stenabot for his Max Rebo band worthy tunage. But most of all, thank you to our wonderful, good-looking, talented, and overall perfect listeners. You are the best. Uh, you can email us at lootcast at lootcrate.com and find Loot Crate and Loot Pets and Level Up and Loot Anime all over social media. We're out there. Thank you for listening. Talk at you next year. And may the loot be with you. You're a dead man. <laughs>